the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Thursday. It's good. Tomorrow's Friday. That's even better. That's all coming our way here uh, the rest of this week. Uh, We're going to get started here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll bring you up to date on the major news items so that when you get to work, you can talk about them and have some of the basic facts for those stories and and discuss them with your friends. Uh, The Wall Street Journal... Uh, weighing in on the president and his uh, whole thing about uh, forgiving uh, student debt and saying this is an inflation expansion act. The report says that Mr. Biden will cancel $10,000 in debt for borrowers making $125,000 or less a year. That would cost about $300 billion this year and $330 billion over 10 years. That's far more than the $102 billion the Inflation Reduction Act purportedly reduces the deficit over 10 years starting in 2027. So we can say, methinks they talk out of both sides of their mouth. Um, RNC Research did some work on it, saying that Biden claims canceling student loans won't have any, quote, meaningful effect on inflation, unquote. And that is false. Even former Obama economists are saying it will make inflation worse. Uh, Congresswoman Ashley Henson on Twitter, President Biden's plan to cancel student loan debt is a handout to the wealthy and a total slap in the face to working Americans. Congressman Dan Moser, why pay off your self-imposed debt if Biden Democrats can get a hardworking American to do it for you. Uh, They're saying that for the average taxpayer, all of us will be chipping in a little over $2,000 a piece uh, to make this work. And uh, this is not good. Uh, Forgiving self-induced student debt, and that's my biggest argument about this, is a moral hazard for our country and will enhance inflation, another out-of-touch and wasteful policy from Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, Democrats. And then finally, Mike Gallagher, he got fired up yesterday. I guess you would have heard it here on uh, The Answer. He made the statement, you borrow money to buy a car, buy a house, get a college education. you got to pay it back. And if you don't pay it back, you're irresponsible 
And these filthy, dirty Democrats want to reward the irresponsible deadbeats who don't want to pay back their college tuition bill. And every time I hear people that are for this, I hear how they were snookered into, you know, basically um, borrowing too much money, money they didn't need to borrow or shouldn't have borrowed, and that colleges are, are charging too much. Look, I've been talking about college tuition forever, and uh, people still go to the polls and put the same people in that won't do anything about it. You know, you get the government you vote for. That's what you get. And that's what we got. And right now, it is nightmare on Elm Street, part two. I mean, Carter, we can say he had part one. The sequel's here, and it's brought to you by Biden. And it's, it's a, a losing proposition for this country. And I know I didn't teach my kids. Of course, they're not millennials. But I didn't teach my kids that you go out and borrow money and then don't pay it. All right? They, they, pay, their, they pay their bills. And uh, the couple of them that have gone uh, on to college, you know how they did it? They went into the military. They served their time. And uh, then they used uh, the, uh, the military to help pay for their college. And that's, you know, that's really the way the way to do it. If you that way, you're at least we would be getting out. We would be getting uh, from uh, people the uh, ability to, um, you know, protect our nation. And we wouldn't have all these people not being able uh, us not being able to fill the positions that we need in the military. In fact, I you know what? If Biden came out and he said, look. If you want to give up, uh, you know, I don't know, four years of your life, you know, we'll put you on, uh, you know, a way for the military to uh, pay back your uh, your loans. I'd be I'd be probably be open to that. You know, I mean, we're we need people in the military, but I I can I can hear the hue and cry about that from a lot of people right now. Going in a military, you you want me to go into the military and maybe have to put my life on the line? No, I don't think so. Well, I can hear it now. It's just like I'd like to talk to this NBA, uh, WNBA player that's over in Russia right now who used to take a knee when the national anthem was played uh, here in the, the on the court side here in, in the uh, United States who spoke out about how America was such a terrible country and uh, what she thinks now is she sits in a jail cell over in, uh, in Russia and uh, they're trying to work something out to get her back home. I bet you she's not talking about how terrible America is right now. Something tells me she's probably feeling pretty good that America at least is is standing up for her and trying to get her back home. But uh, she's got nine and a half years to think about it right now because it doesn't look good the way that they're talking. And then the Democrats struggling right now to try to, to explain how they're going to pay all this money back. Uh, who pays? Who benefits? What's going to cost? 
Uh, there's a reason they refuse to give straight answers. Let me just give you a breakdown on this. So who is paying for this? Karen Jean Pierce has absolutely no uh, no answer for who will pay for Biden's student loan bailout. None. Zip. Stands in front of the press, deer in the headlights. Uh, John Cooper. This is hilarious. He said, Susan Rice brags about how canceling all these student loans is supposedly going to benefit millions of Americans. And then, and his quote, can't say of the off the top of my head, unquote, how much it will cost because, well, she says she doesn't know how many people will take up the opportunity. Well, how about doing this? Say, if 100% of the people that owe take up the opportunity, it will cost you this much. If only half, it'll cost this much. And if it's going to be, you know, everybody, it's going to cost this much. And finally, Stephen Portnoy, Biden is employing a post-9-11 law that allows for debt cancellation, quote, in connection with a war or other military operation or national emergency, unquote. And you've got to ask, what emergency? The uh, present COVID-19 pandemic per Department of Education memo issued yesterday. It is estimated that each of us as taxpayers will be slapped with an extra $2,000 because people went to college, kept borrowing money, stayed in college, maybe didn't need to get out, kept borrowing money, and, bottom line, now they got to pay it back. Well, duh. Isn't that what a loan means? A loan is supposed to be paid back. I know I'm, talk, I'm talking to people right now that maybe went to college and paid off their college loans. I did. I didn't own a lot. I loved how I saw some of the people from the left posting in this story saying, yeah, here and saying how, how greedy we are from the generation that going to school was $100 an hour, basically, a student, you know, a, a credit hour. And uh, the minimum wage was really good. What? The minimum wage was really good. It's a little over when I was in college. It was a, a little over two dollars an hour. Oh, it's just that you don't want to pay. You know, at least admit up to it. Stand up and say, "Yeah, I signed it. I didn't realize. I didn't do. I didn't do the math, and I made a bad decision. And then I I took up a. I went and and, and majored in something that can't make uh, any money at." I mean, there's only so many archaeologists that are going to get a job. Just telling, just saying. The rest of them are going to be flipping burgers uh, with McDonald's or somebody, you know, to do do all of that. All right, taking a look. We're down to 16 minutes after 6 already. i got other big stories I want to talk about, what's going on. Charlie Chris is already trying to commit political uh uh, suicide in Florida. I'll tell you about that when we get back. He's going to take on Ron DeSantis. That in itself was asking to uh, to destroy his uh, future political career right from the very get-go. Don't forget about ICU protection. They'll uh, do the all of the good stuff for security for your home or for your business. I mean, uh, Billy Mack is ready to help you out. He'll, he's going to talk to you. He's going to say, you know, okay, how many windows, how many doors, where are they located at? 
and then he'll figure out how much uh, or how many sensors you need for your windows and your doors. And then, because uh, this is what he did with me, and then he says, okay, Dave, uh, how many cameras you want? And we t- uh, sat down and thought about my house and where we wanted to be able to look at, and uh, we made that decision. And then he uh, told me how the analytics work so that my, my uh, uh, smartphone would bring up uh, the, the information uh, on the cameras and on uh, the, all of the uh, uh, sensors. And I know exactly if somebody's coming in through a window, it'll tell me what window it is. And uh, if it's out where camera's at, the picture goes right on my phone, and it's a, you know, the the really good uh, cameras that you get. Looks like Direct TV on your cell phone, and uh, you know uh, whether it's a person, whether it's an animal, whether it's a car, whether it's just a big old gust of wind. That's happened a couple of times. Get really some of the best service you can possibly get with the folks at ICU Protection. I'm glad I got them on my uh, my house. It really, if nothing more, I go to bed at night and I don't worry about anything. Because let me tell you what, if somebody tries to break in, their alarm is loud enough it will wake you up and get you up. Also know that you're just going to pay for the service. You don't pay for any of that hardware. And to get it underway and talk to Billy Mack, all you got to do is call this number. 501-205-1333. 501-205-1333. Get secure at your home or your business with ICU protection. Back with you, and let's continue on uh, looking at the news so that you'll be ready when you get to work to talk to your buddies about it. Uh, Pelosi... Well, you know, she said that the the, the president have, didn't have any constitutional authority to forgive debt. Let me re, let me help you remember. Here's what she said back in April. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. What happened yesterday? Well, Biden's move to cancel suited debt, quote, is a strong step in Democrats' fight to expand access to higher education. Get more access to higher education because, look, you can go out and uh, run up the debt and then just won't have to, won't have to pay it. According to the Daily Wire, House Speaker Pelosi and former Trump Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos no longer seem to agree on the topic of student loan cancellation now that President Joe Biden has come out with a plan to cancel up to $20,000 in debt per borrower. And it depends on on the whole thing of do you get 10 or you get 20. Uh, If it's all Pell Grants, I think you get 20. Thousand uh, dollars, you know, debt reduction. And then uh, formally, I told you I would uh, deal with this. Former uh, Congressman Charlie Crist uh, of uh, Florida has alienated a lot of the DeSantis supporters because he says they have hate in their heart. That's right. You're a hateful person because you don't believe in abortion and not only abortion but expanding abortion access 
Uh, you don't believe in protecting LQ uh, uh, BT, uh, was it? Yeah, LQBTQ plus rights and protecting immigrants living in the U.S. all the while. Uh, you know, you just going out there and being a greedy person and making all kinds of money. The uh, Democrat nominee for Florida governor attacked uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and said uh, to Ron DeSantis supporters, quote, I don't want your vote. If you have that hate in your heart, keep it there. So there, meh. All right, that's what he's saying. Spencer Brown on his Twitter account in a Wednesday morning interview on Morning Joe, Chris said that DeSantis is on the battlefield of hate while claiming he is, quote, on the battlefield of love. It's more than a bit ironic that Chris, while quoting scripture and declaring his campaign is on the battlefield of love, whatever that means, uh, is only saying this, that some 50-plus percent of Floridians have hate in their heart. And then I always talk about my father. My father had a huge amount of impact on my life. And uh, one of the things that I'd like to talk to you about is you went over to, to fight in World War II. And he fought against the socialists over there. He fought against Hitler and Mussolini and the rest. And he he didn't have to go to the Pacific Theater, God bless his soul, because uh, we dropped two uh, atomic bombs and finally Japan gave up. But if he heard people in this country, he'd be beside himself hearing people saying that they're socialists. The same kind of stuff that the, the Nazis were. You know, it's horrifying you think that that can have such a foothold in our country now. Uh, a victorious candidate for the New York State Senate. Now they're not a they're not a national candidate on now. They're just just a, a candidate there in the state of New York. Hope they stay there. Declared her Tuesday night primary win as a victory for socialism in a video that is going viral right now. Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez endorsed Gonzalez. Kristen Gonzalez is her name, as did the Democratic Socialists of America. Uh, the Republican National Convention says that uh, Gonzalez was quoted as saying, we really prove that socialism wins. Tell them that in Venezuela and Cuba and over in, over in uh, Russia and all the other places where there's socialism that it wins, uh, and uh, we are not going anywhere, and we will not stop until we are a socialist state, and we must have a socialist slate across New York City. Unbelievable. Uh, be interested to find out where she went to college at. Because this is a problem with higher learning now. They, they don't... Uh, and even high school learning. Uh, one, I don't even know if they teach econ in high school anymore. It used to be that they did. And the ones that did, it was capitalism 
was at the top of the the pile, and then uh, socialism far down number two, and then at the in the drugs uh, was communism. Well, now a lot of the teachers teach how great communism has, is and how we should be turning our attention to being socialists and not capitalists because capitalists don't feel for the the working folks and they don't feel for the poor people and whatnot. I, I think that that's always in, in, interesting when you look at what has happened in this country and how much money has been spent on poverty. Since the uh, early 60s, when Johnson was uh, president, we have spent either right at about a trillion dollars a year on poverty or a little bit over a trillion dollars a year. And guess what? We spent all that money. Has poverty come down? Well, it depends on how you want to look at the figures. Look at the figures and say, look, you know, uh, Poverty is this much this year and will raise up the amount that you can be and still be in poverty next year. And uh, we've never, never made a big dent in the poverty. All right, 6.30, time for the news. Let's get it. we got more news coming your way from me when we return. All right, back with you. Don't forget about PI Roofing and what they can do for you and your house. Uh, they are well-trained. They're very professional. They clean up after themselves. They make sure that the job gets done on time and in a way that's not going to, you know, throw your life into an upset category. And, uh, you know, Joel Johnson will uh, tell you that they'll do it using Christian principles, that they train their people they get on to the roof of your house at the roof that he's got set up to test people at his uh, his uh, business site. Uh, Joel has been doing it now. He started in 2001. You do the math. He's been around. Uh, he's done well. He's grown larger. And you don't get larger and you don't uh, continue to expand uh, if you do a bad job. And uh, Joel Johnson and Veronica Johnson, the owners of uh, PI Roofing, do it and do it well. Uh, I've had two roofs put on my uh, my house. I put one on right after I bought it, and then I had another one put on just a couple of weeks ago. PI Roofing did that work. They've also been out to my house a couple of times because... Uh, you know, I have Direct TV, and it used to be we had that fly swatter thing uh, that was on top of uh, your roof, so you could get the uh, high definition broadcast from the local TV stations. Well, they took that off in my house, but they didn't fill in the holes that screws left, and I had a leak, and the folks from uh, PI Roofing were out on and on it the next day after I reported it, and it was absolutely fixed in no time. Had a little problem with some uh, some. Uh, uh, materials on a part of my roof. Uh, they came out. They repaired it. No cost to me. They're the real deal. 
They do the job and they do it well. They work with your insurance company. They'll work with the appraiser when they come out. They did that uh, with my my house. I mean, they, they got on top of the roof with the appraiser, walked around, said, you know, and and uh, the person from PI Roofing said, you got a problem here, you got a problem there. Here's what here's what needs to be done here. Here's what needs to be done there. And uh, then they sat down and talked. And uh, I came out uh, smelling like a rose. They do a great job for you. You don't have to deal with much of anything when you use the folks at PI Roofing. Call them at 501-707-3551. That's uh, 501-707-3551. Or you can do it all online if you want. PIRoofing.com. All right, let me remind you that uh, Uncle Tom 2 is the eye-opening documentary everyone in America should see. If, uh, if you're a homeschooling teacher, this is something you should pick up. Uh, and for history, you should have your kids watch it. Uh, Uncle Tom 2 offers a compelling and brave analysis of the true history of black America, the cultural shift from prosperity, integrity, and faith to its current perceived state of anger, discontent and victimhood uncle tom too offers historical footage photos correspondence and data to reveal one uh, the genuine strides of black america in the 20th century the deliberate marxist strategy to create racial tension and replace god with government the naacp's sinister agenda the fall of black harlem the truth behind Black Lives Matter, and the uh, moralization of America for political power. You don't want to miss Uncle Tom 2 from executive producer Larry Elder and uh, director Justin Malone with Brandon Tatum, uh, Vody Bacham, and Chad O'Jackson. Uh, you can pre-order it today at SalemNow.com. Watch the movie on demand or buy the DVD this Friday at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. One more time, SalemNow.com. Something to add to your video collection. Uh, You who are members of uh, the Republican Party or conservative groups would be a great DVD to pick up and uh, show at your meeting and get them to be uh, brought up on exactly what's been going over and going on here in the United States uh, for about the last 50 years. All right, so what's going on in California? California, you know, the, the, the state that believes in socialism. Uh, California expected to put into effect today its new sweeping plan to prohibit the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035. I'm sure that Duck and Joe and I will talk about this in the next hour. I'll be bringing it up and have their thoughts about that. And I want to know how many other states are thinking these idiotic kind of thoughts as well. It's a groundbreaking move uh, that could have major effects on the effort to fight climate change and accelerate a global transition towards electric vehicles. I I don't think. Here's what I think will happen before it happens. 
somebody else is going to be elected to governor of California and realize this is not going to work. It's just not going to work. Uh, the rule issued by the California Air Resources Board, notice the Air Resources Board, those are not elected officials. So those are the elitists that they have in the government who are making this decision. will require that 100% of all new cars sold in the state by 2035 be free of the fossil fuel emissions chiefly responsible for warming the planet, they say, up from 12% today. It sets interim targets requiring that 30% of new passenger vehicles sold in the state by 2026 produce zero emissions. That would climb to 68% by 2030 and then 100% by 2035. This from the Washington Examiner. California is the largest auto market in the U.S., meaning its actions are likely to have an outsized impact on the uh, auto industry. It would be the first ban on internal combustion engines within the U.S. In announcing his support for the plan in 2020, California Governor Gavin Newsom noted that transportation accounts for more than 50% of California's greenhouse gas emissions. He also noted that without taking such a step to accelerate actions to reduce transportation emissions, the state will not be able to achieve its goal of a carbon-free economy by 2045. How are they going to be a carbon-free economy? Somebody tell me that by 2045. Going to need electricity. Are they saying they're going to have that many uh, big fans built and... Uh, uh, as far as uh, that goes, about hydropower and all the rest, that they're not going to need any pe- uh, any kind of petroleum uh, to make power. Now, I think you could probably do a uh, a, a uh, study on that and find out that that's that's a pipe dream, a total pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Going to be interesting, and in what I said before I think will happen before they ever get close to that that year Newsom will be gone and uh, they will have made changes to this whole policy where it's not going to cost them an arm and a leg this is going to blow up their economy really really will it will blow it up and guess who they'll come to to bail them out did you look in the mirror this morning when you brushed your teeth or whatever you saw that guy or gal that was in there? That's right. They're going to turn to you to bail them out. All right. Let's get a break in. we got to get a final break in for this hour here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, then we'll uh, come back and finish up last about 12 minutes. And we'll talk about Twitter denies the whistleblower's allegations as uh, Musk's legal team uses them to access more information from Twitter. Wait till you hear the rest of that story. It's a pretty crazy one. Oh, by the way, I wanted to bring this up to you. Tuesday of next week, I don't know what time it's going to happen, but uh, here you go. You ready, Heidi? Tuesday of next week, uh, NASA will launch the Orion rocket. That's the new rocket that's going to take us back to the moon. 
and uh, it's going to go out, circle the moon, come back to Earth and land, and uh, that's it's exciting. It's our first real step to getting back to the moon here. I think by I think they said 2030 is what they were hoping uh, to be able to do. Well, if you're concerned about the uh, control of uh, government spending, let me tell you what. The Democrats are just continuing spending. Unbelievably, the amount of money they're spending is incredible. you got soaring inflation. We'll see where that's at later on this month, next week. Uh, you got political unrest going on in the country. And there's a decline of the U.S. dollar here in the United States. We're, we're more solid overseas than we are even here in our own country. And it's why millions of Americans, just like you and me, and uh, our, our sons and daughters are investing into silver and gold to protect their nest eggs. Uh, don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, the IRA, the 401K, and everything else, by calling 501-222-3315. Uh, the folks at David Lucas Financial work with one of the only regulated and license national wholesalers in the country so you get direct prices from a dealer that you trust. So to learn more, to not be, uh, you know, get yourself educated, uh, buy silver and, and how to buy silver and gold, gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Continuing, uh, some good news for you. At least I think it's good news. We are just nine days away from kickoff on uh, football. That's right. A week from Saturday, we'll be one week away from the first game up in Fayetteville as number 23 Cincinnati comes in to take on number 19, them Hawks. You know, we're going to have to put the fight song in because we'll be using that quite often over the next few uh, months. Uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I think we're going to have a good season. It's going to be well worth Wu Pig suing and here on the on the air, definitely. All right, so what's going on with Elon Musk? Uh, interesting story. That keeps uh, That's the story that just keeps on giving right now. It's what, it, what it's doing for us. And uh, Elon Musk uh, is uh, really putting it on to uh, Twitter. Reuters reporting uh, in Twitter that the chief executive uh, moved to reassure employees Wednesday about a whistleblower's accusation calling them foundationally, technically, and historically inaccurate during a a company-wide meeting. Uh, Twitter's former security chief had said in a whistleblower complaint made public Tuesday that the social media company misled federal regulators about its defenses against hackers and spam accounts. Employee attrition has risen to 18.3%. Twitter executives told staff the months-long chaos related to the Musk takeover has called some staff to flee. Well, if you lost 18.3% of your staff, it's, it's not a small, uh, 
you know, rats leaving the ship type of thing. Wall Street Journal reporting that the complaint is separate from the merger dispute in Delaware, but could be wielded to request more discovery, add fresh claims, and provide new information about whether Mr. Musk had accurate details when he agreed to buy the company, according to legal scholars, litigators, and lawyers following the case. Boy, anybody who's uh, you know one of those legal beagle people involved in this are licking their chops right now about how much money they're going to make. Washington Post saying Elon Musk attorneys raised the new whistleblower complaint in arguments in court Wednesday, leaning heavily on the high-ranking former Twitter executive's allegations as they sought the right to additional data to support their case. I mean, that's that's what this uh, whistleblower will will do for Musk to give his lawyers more chance to get in and start digging in, start digging into were the inf- was the information that was given to them correct, or was information withheld from them uh, so that uh, they just couldn't get the information. So, um, I still think Elon Musk is going to own Twitter but at a much reduced cost than what he had agreed to at the very beginning. So something that you can take, I think you can take to the, the bank with you about the election coming up in uh, November is there are going to be some major changes uh, in schooling as uh, we move forward now here uh, in our country. I think that a lot of school boards that have been uh, just sitting down and lapping up whatever the superintendent has told them now are going to be removed and replaced by new people in the uh, in the school board. And that's happening, for instance, in Florida. Twenty five out of 30 school board candidates in Florida endorsed by state governor Ron DeSantis either won their elections uh, Tuesday night or advanced to a runoff. The slate of school board candidates backed by the Republican governor prevailed in the vast majority of races, including in Miami-Dade County, where two DeSantis-backed candidates handily won their races. DeSantis had touted his endorsement of the candidates as an extension of his education agenda, which to date has included a slew of legislative actions that have expanded civics education, defined parental rights, banned critical race theory, and most infamously prohibited classroom instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation before uh, fourth grade. I I wish that uh, that would have happened here in the um, race that we'll be having uh, in November for school boards across the state uh, in Arkansas. Uh, I wish that... uh, You know, Sarah would have said, here's the people that I think would work with me uh, at school board uh, if I when I get elected governor and they get elected on the school board. We can make things really change in our state when it comes to education. And, you know, to be honest, Curtis or uh, 
Uh, Curtis could do the same thing. Guy who's running for the Democrats, he could say, I've got a slate that I'd like you to, to back. School boards in Miami-Dade, Duval, Sarasota, Martin, and Clay counties have all flipped from majority liberal to majority conservative on uh, Tuesday night. And then Hugh Hewitt talking about it said, education is the sleeper issue for every GOP candidate. So is trouble for school board incumbents who have not stepped forward to renounce mandatory masking or the infusion of critical race theory into primary schools. These issues are going to define many local elections. And if you're running for school board, uh, you should be running on those particular issues. You should be pushing them hard. Um, I was going to run, but was told that I'd have to step down from being the morning show host here until after the November election. And I'll be just honest with you, got to have a paycheck, got to pay the bills. And uh, so I won't be running for school board in Cabot. Uh, That was brought up to me just a couple of weeks ago. So I was fully intending to throw my hat into the ring, maybe when I retire. But I don't know when that's going to be. I can't I can't give you a definite time. All right, we're going to have Joe and Duck on in the next hour. We're going to talk some about what Newsom wants to do, saying that he wants to make it illegal to sell an uh, internal combustion engine car in his state by 2035. I think it's a crazy pipe dream. And uh, it will have a, a direct impact a lot on a lot of different uh, industries because when it's the number one state uh, with car ownership, uh, if you're telling everybody they got to have an electric car, what does that say to Ford and to Chrysler and to Chevy and to BMW and everybody else? It's going to be difficult for those folks. They're going to they're going to have to roll the dice is what they're going to have to do. And that could be very, very difficult because to make that happen uh, by 35, they got to be making decisions now for production and everything. All right. It's Dave Ellswick show. I gave you a lot of things uh, to know about and uh, the number one stories that are out there right now. Uh, I wanted to bring you up on it. So you're well versed to sit around the. The water cooler, if you even do that, or talk over lunch or whatever about what's happening in this great country we call the United States of America. All right, I got to take a break. I'm going to get some more coffee. I'll be back with you at uh, about 7.06, and uh, Duck and Joe will be with me uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
All right, back with you. It's Dave Ellswick's show, and uh, Joe is not here today. He's got a doctor's appointment, so he is not going to be with us, and uh, he won't be with me uh, on Saturday. Duck is here, of course, and Duck will be here Saturday, just so you know. That's what's, what's going to happen. Hey, I was just mentioning, Duck, we are only nine days away from kickoff for the first Razorback game. Football game. Uh, a week from Saturday, Cincinnati. They're ranked 23rd in the nation right now. Of course, they, they lost their great quarterback. He's yes. in the NFL now. But uh, um, taking on the Razorbacks, they're 23, we're 19. I think we got a pretty good team coming back just from, you know, what you hear talk, which you don't never know until you throw them out on the field and, you know, and let them, you know, because they can play against one another and look good. But, you know, when you throw them out against somebody else. But uh, Sam Pittman, I think he – Done. He's done a wonderful job turning the program. You know back what? Around. But Sam, the you, I can tell you, the trenches are going to be good for both, yes. both defense and offense, and that's where winning and losing games many times is decided. That's how Alabama wins with defense. Yeah. Well, and with with linemen. Yeah, <laughs> they got big linemen. Oh you know, my God! And, and he's always got uh, you know some. You know, somebody that can run out there and catch the ball, you know, some tight end or somebody that, that you know, he's always got yeah, two or three. Yeah, his key is that he has more than one. Oh, yeah. He's always got <laughs> two or three. That, you know. He's got one that's running up the sideline, and then he's got two crossing down the field, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's tough. He's yeah, tough. And Saban's tough, I'm just telling you. So how many more years do you think he'll coach? Who's Saban? Yeah. I don't know. You know, he might be one of those guys that just does it until he can't do it anymore. Kind of like, I think he loves the game. Kind of like Penn State. Yeah. yeah and with Joe Paterno when he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just think that, you know, he loves the game. I think Pittman's the same kind of a coach. I think so, too. He likes the game. You know, he, he likes he, going out there. And he likes where he's at. Yes, he does. He does like being in Arkansas. He likes, you know, where he's at. And he's turned out to be a good coach. You know, you, it's kind of like when you hire a mechanic. You never know until he's there. Yeah, if he's going to do the gig. Yeah, if, if he if he knows what he's doing. And by the way, if anybody's out there that works on diesel pickups that need a job, I lost my good diesel pickup tech a couple of weeks ago and got killed. Uh huh. So I'm looking for somebody, good pay. I got benefits. Just give me a call. Talk to Duck. What's the number, Duck? Five zero one six zero seven one nine six five. If I don't answer, it'll roll over to the shop and just tell Ashley what you want, and she'll get Russell on the phone, or I'll call you back. Yeah. If you talk to Russell, it's like talking to Duck. Pretty close. Just telling you. You know, he can make decisions. So okay. yes. you, know, you, can, you can call him up and talk to him. And uh, I'll tell you what, Duck's Garage is covered up with people wanting to have their cars fixed there because... They fix your car. There's, they don't just work on it. There's probably 40 sitting there to be worked on. Yeah. Just like over at Joe's. I I'm, was over there the other day, and my Lord, they had cars everywhere. I'm booked out until the the end of the second week in September right now. Wow. On anything that's very big. If it's, you know, something, oil change or something like that, we'll run you through. But, you know, anything that's four, five, six hours, you know, you're looking at two weeks before I can even look at you. Yeah, I'm going to be... Uh, 
going over to Joe's today, and they're going to change the oil on the car and then rotate the tires. It's time to rotate the tires as well. So, so he looked he looked at my tires. Joe did just last week, and he said the front ones are showing a little bit of wear. You know, showing wear, yeah. but your back uh, tires are in great shape. Well, I'm going to run those back tires as long as I can on the front. Uh, so that I can change when I change the tires, I change all four. I hate yeah, changing two I, and two. I'm not in. I'm not one to change two tires because it never fails, and I'll you know forget. And then yeah, that's what I do. And, I forget. I, yeah, you know, it, but I will but, say that Joel keeps reminding me about different things. So, Dave, I got that book in the mail. I think it was Monday. Yeah, this is just, just to let you know. This is Motor Age. Uh, is what it is, and here's what the front of the, the the magazine says. It says EVs, electric vehicles, yes, are not going away, and uh, it says capitalize on the fact that EVs will become more prevalent as time passes. The necessary training can even assist your techs working on uh, internal combustion engines, which they are now calling ISIS, yes, ICE. All right, and there and there's uh, in the back back there where I had it open. You know, they were showing how many different plugs that electric vehicles has got. Everybody has Three, their own six, plug. Three, six, seven. You know, seven. anybody that makes electric vehicle has his own plug. But that will change within the years because it's kind of like when everybody used to have different, to, you know, to hook up your scanner to. Now everybody uses OBB one connector. Even the big trucks are going to it now. All but right, so there, there's so, a. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, no, you finish up. There's a deal in there, and it's talking about, you know, if you're out somewhere and you run out of electricity in your vehicle, you can dial. It's called Brinks, and they'll bring a pickup out there, and it's got a generator in the back. And it's it's kind of amazing, Dave, because it gets down to the bottom, and it says it's powered by a gasoline engine. <laughs> of course. that's you know. that. But the reason this comes up, just so you'll know. Duck came in with this, and we've been talking about EVs for several months now, probably a couple, couple of years. years. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and and some of the problems is they're going to pose, and, and and some good things about them as well. However, uh, you know, there's a you got California now, the governor saying we're not going to allow the sale of uh, an internal combustion engine car after 2035. You won't be able to buy a regular what you know as a car. Yeah, gas burner. Yeah, yeah. but the, but there again, Dave. You notice he don't say nothing about diesel trucks being all electric. He don't say he just says cars and vehicles. Yeah, I understand. You know, but uh, there again, well, they're already having problems with that because if it, if your if your truck is what sixteen and older now. Okay, twenty sixteen, right? And newer. Be That's sixteen it. and newer. To run in the state of California. If you got anything else, you can't even drive. So think got, about what that does with shipping. Yes. I got one of my customers. He went out there. He bought 10 trucks at auction because they was too old to run on the street. Bought them from the Coca-Cola company and brought them back to Arkansas. And he's turned them into dump trucks. But uh, trucks had 80,000, 90,000 miles on them. But they had to get – they couldn't use them because they was too old. They so, was, they was one year too old. I mean, look, a regular car now can 250, 300,000 miles is not unheard of. I'm going on 400,000 miles on mine. What, what's the lifespan of a diesel? 
Um, most of them now that come into Detroit, the Volvo, the Mac, uh, they'll run eight hundred thousand miles before you got to go. Wow. Into so if you got ninety grand on it, you got a lot of life still yes. in that truck. And that's what this guy went out there and bought them for him. Then he hired drivers out there and they drove them back home. I mean, that's what kind of shape they was in. He didn't haul them. He actually they drove them home, all ten of them. And he got home and he had a little few minor things on this one and that one that we repaired. One of them had exhaust problems and we had to go through and clean all the exhausts and stuff. But. Um, the he guy, still came out ahead. The guy bought him for nothing, Harley. That's what I'm saying. He came out way ahead. Yes. Saved, him, saved himself some money. And he said, you know, it, it cost me, I think he said it wound up costing him about $12,000 to, to get all of them back home because he had to buy them an airplane ticket, send all the drivers back. But, you know, it was cheap. I mean. Yeah. How much, what's the average cost of a, of a diesel rig now? Uh, new yeah, we'll just say a new 2022 Peterbilt with a small sleeper on it. Uh, I had a, one of my customers looking at buying one, one hundred ninety thousand dollars. So you think you saved eighty five thousand dollars a truck, and you bought a dozen? Oh, he bought them cheaper than that. He bought them like twenty thousand dollars a truck. Okay, so he's sa- he's saving one hundred and sixty thousand, one hundred seventy thousand dollars a truck. And multiply that by 12 that's some serious he, money and he's bringing them back here and putting making triaxle dump trucks out of them and selling them for eighty thousand dollars yeah know, he, he told me so i'm making about twenty thousand dollars a truck and he said i'd like to buy 10 more out there but you know but uh, you know like you said earlier when i was listening coming in this morning the governor will change and all that will change. I think so. I don't see how they can do it. No. I'm just well, being honest. I, however, he's in for another – he just got reelected, so he's in for another three years. Are when, they three years or two years out there? Oh, they're four years. Oh, they are four years. It's a four-year okay. term. So now you got you got one down and you got three more to go. What are the car manufacturers supposed to do? I mean, uh, California is the largest auto market in the U.S., and they have their own emission standards. Yeah, you've got to you you've got to make some moves to be able to cover the production numbers that you're going to have. But you got to make some moves to build something to supply electricity to them. Can you imagine? Yeah. All of us go home at eight o'clock. We all go out and plug our chargers up, and the next thing you know, the lights are dimmed down, and the next thing you know, you got refrigerator trouble, you got stove trouble, you got TV trouble because they cannot run on low voltage. For for that, just think about this. When you look, I don't know what the what the uh, population of L.A. is, but I know it's more than the population uh, uh, of of Little Rock easily. Oh yeah. I mean, it's several million people. I mean, yeah. we got just three million people in this whole state. Yeah. And, but can you imagine in the state of Arkansas plugging up what what us say a million five electric cars at night? Yeah. But, Dave, that book in there, it's got in there, but it never tells you what it costs to per mile to charge your vehicle. Oh, no, they they don't know yet, I'm sure. There's three different chargers. There's a charger that's that's a slow charger, and they say they don't work real good. You can charge it for one hour with that one charger, and you can get two to five miles driving time. Taking a look at this, it says, what should you know as an owner? Well... 
look, you gotta, you got to have training. Well, here's what you should consider. When you're training your technician, safety and personal protective equipment, how to operate EVs, electric powertrains, EV diagnostic information and procedures, and high-volume battery pack. Along with that, add in high-voltage relays and charging systems, inverters and converters, motor generators, component removal and replacement, electric vehicle maintenance, EV 12-volt systems, and then internal combustion engines and the hybrid vehicle. That's just a start. That yes. you've got to, you've got to, you've got to absorb all the cost of that. Yeah, and and then you got to absorb the cost to put the charger in, and it it's in there too. It tells you, uh, let me see if I can find it, how much it costs to. Well, while you're looking at that, let's let's take a break, and then you'll have time to uh, yeah. take a look. It's because it's it's about twenty minutes after seven. There's a lot here that when you hear these stories of. You know, politicians saying, well, we'll not sell any more internal combustion engines after 2035. You can kind of look at them and say, <coughs> you know, BS kind of thing to them. Uh, don't forget about bumper to bumper and what they can do for you. I mean, they've got to look at all of this, too, because. And, they, and they've been looking, too, Dave. Yeah, they're going to have to supply all those different connectors and everything to and people ba- like and you. The batteries. Yeah, all of that. So. They look. If you're going to do this kind of stuff, the the people who are selling the parts, the people who are making the car, they got to know now. If you're going to say 35, 12 years from now, uh, they need to know. They got to prepare. It it doesn't happen. You don't turn it at it on a dime. I can see the folks that listen at bumper to bumper every week to this show are shaking their heads up and down right now. Yeah, we got to be preparing for all of this stuff. Bumper to bumper will do that, but right now, while you just have an ICE vehicle, how you like that? Now we can call them ICE. If you got if you got a car, you got ICE vehicle, internal combustion engine. You know, the uh, ICE vehicle was called the greatest destruction destructor uh, invented by Al Gore about ten fifteen years ago. Bottom line, just know this. That uh, bumper to bumper is going to have you covered through people like Duck and through Joe and through other bumper to bumper certified service centers. So, yeah, head over there to get your cars fixed, whether it's an ICE or an EV. Keep that in mind because they're they're training their people now. Uh, bumper to bumper is making sure they're going to have the parts that they need, the batteries that they need, so that you can. Uh, get going and get traveling wherever it is you're going that's bumper to bumper back with you okay let, let's talk about this like i said this is what i like about when i have joe and duck on because reality meets uh you know these people are dreaming well we, we were just looking at this you're going to have to have charging stations yes okay now if you're going to be traveling on vacation uh, it, it's not going to be as easy as just pulling into a gas station anymore. No. And, and filling up, and it takes you maybe 15 minutes to fill it all up and to pay for it and be get on your way again. Get drink and get your yeah. car and drive off. You know, use the restroom or whatever. It talks about the different levels of charging. Uh, level 1 is 120 volt. says uh, 
two to five uh, miles on a on a, a one hour charge is what yeah. you would get on it. Uh, it says a single fam- single family homes, multi unit residential and condos. What you're looking because you could plug it up all, all night long, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, level two, two hundred forty volts, uh, costs fifteen hundred to two uh, to five thousand dollars. You get 10 to 30 miles out of that. And then on the level three, which is a 480 volt. Three-phase. Uh, okay, fast uh, fast charge. In one hour, get yourself 150 to 350 miles. Just to put the charging unit in yes. is fifteen to $50,000. Now, here's, the, here's what people are not thinking when they're talking about this. That would t- it, it tells me that what you're looking at is that motels when they start planning now about building? Yes, I think they got to be thinking about this. They got to be th- talking about we got to put in charging stations. So how many do you put in? Do you put in one for every two rooms, one for every four rooms, uh, so that when you pull in and going to stay the night, you can char- you can charge your card uh, your car up, or do you do you go all in and have one for every room? I stopped by the charging station one day at the one behind Bass Pro, Pro Shop. Yeah. Because I, I was curious of how you pay for it. And the first thing you do is put you hit the screen. The screen comes up, and it, it asks you what kind of vehicle you got, and you punch it in. And then you put your credit card in, and it come, the guy told me it, it tells you, okay, plug your car up. And it takes anywhere, you know, how, depending on how low the battery is. Right. You know, he's the guy said it could take an hour, it could take three hours. So is that uh, is that a level one or a level three? That's a level two out there. Okay, so they're in the middle, which says if you get an hour charge, you're going to get ten to thirty miles. Exactly. I I just for the life of me, I can't understand, and somebody's going to have to explain this to me. Uh, Nobody knows, Dave. You know how this is going to work on. You know how this is going to happen. And I don't see it happening. That's what I'm saying. I'm 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 hearing what, Gal, you know, what Gavin Newsom is saying, but and Dave, I think it's a pipe dream right now. And Dave, I I don't want to look out this window and all I can see is fog like in China. But we have cleaned the air up coming out of these gasoline vehicles. I mean, you don't you can stand behind an exhaust pipe and you can smell it, and it will it will knock you out if you stand there long enough. But it ain't nothing like when they had carburetors on them. When they had oh, carburetors yeah. on it dumped X amount of fuel in there, and what it didn't like when I tailpipe. <laughs> you know. And it looked ugly, too. There's no doubt I'm, about it. That's why back in them days, if you got 80,000 miles out of a motor, you done good. Right. Most of them got forty to 50,000 miles, and you had to pull them out and overhaul them because it, it was eaten up by gasoline. It eat the rod bearings, the main bearings, and the cylinders out because it was just dumping X amount of fuel in them. I mean, we have we have cleaned the the American road vehicles up tremendously, but I got a diesel truck yesterday. Somebody stole the cats off of it. Diesel Bob truck. I priced the stuff yesterday to put it all back on, right at ten thousand dollars, because I have no cores. Cores about four thousand dollars of that. So this mm-hmm. guy's looking at me like. What am I supposed to do? I'm an independent guy. Stopped at the truck stop, went home with to his wife. His wife picked him up, left the truck at the truck stop, come back, and they cut it off. You know, 
uh, you know, if you own a truck, you better have full coverage insurance because. Well, that's what I would suggest, just these, so they pick up the tap. These these cats and stuff on these trucks, I got one out there right now. Uh, they're pulling it to get to care them, get them clean. And the thing about it is, they only clean so many times, and then you got to replace them. They're only good for about three cleanings because I've never run into this. We'll clean them four or five times, and they won't hold up. All right, we're going to talk more about this. If you got a question? You can call us five zero one. Eight two three zero nine six five. We can answer it. We'll answer it, that's or right. we'll just give you the information that's coming through about it. All right, Bill O'Reilly's up right now. I got to ask you, why would you go out and buy a mattress when you can drive down the roads of Arkansas and just pick one up as you're traveling? It may be skinned up just a little bit, Dave, but it'd be all right. Put a cover on it, you'll be fine. Watermarks from the rain, but what can I say? I'm sorry, it's the first thing that crossed my mind when I heard him talking about it. All right, Dave Ellswick Show, glad to have you back with us. Duck is here, Joe is not. Uh, Joe is off today, and uh, he'll be off this Saturday as well. Uh, he's got uh, some medical procedures being run. Nothing, nothing real serious. Nah, he's just, just know, just know that uh, he had to go see the doctor, and it goes along with as you get older. Yes, I was. I had to go see the dermatologist yesterday, and he's got that big bright light that he wears on top of his head, and he's checking me out, and he just said, uh, "All this stuff, Dave, just goes along with age. Don't have to worry about yeah. anything." Now on my forehead right here. Uh, because I spent so much time out in the sun on Guam, cause, and it was my fault because I went and laid out on the beach because what a great place to lay out on the beach at is Guam. But, uh, yeah, I got some pre, what they call pre-cancerous cells, and they went. he went in and, and froze those uh, yesterday. So he said, David, it would just flake off. Don't worry about it. Didn't yeah. hurt or anything. It was very, you know, just it felt like what – you remember when you played high school football and you get dinged real good and they come and they spray the area to yeah. numb it? That's freeze what it, it feels. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Freezing it. Yeah, that's what it felt like. So no big deal as far as that. So uh, I'm sorry to you who are on the left. Uh, I got another another good um, report from a doctor. So <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm going to be around a while. I hope. Okay. Still, yeah, we ain't leaving here. Yet. I'm going to stick around. And, still got too much stuff and to be do, a Dave. thorn in your side. Uh, so anyway, but we've been so, talking about electric vehicles and uh, talking about ice vehicles. What's an ice vehicle? That's an internal combustion engine. That's what yes. they call them now. So uh, you know, start getting with the jargon here. Know what you're talking. What to say so people know what you're talking about. And. Uh, uh, Governor California Newsom says that they're not going to allow a uh, internal combustion engine car to be sold in their state after 2035. Know that California, more cars in California than any other state in the union. So if they're going to make that decision now, the car makers have to sit up and take notice of that. Bumper to bumper has to sit up and take notice of that. Everybody. You know, everybody's got to figure out how are we going to deal with that when and, it happens. And the thing about it, Dave, is right now if you got a Tesla and you have problems, they send their mechanic out from the factory. I mean, you may be two or three days before somebody gets out to work on you. So, you know, they're going to have to start training our people 
so we can figure this stuff out. And, a, and we went over that a little bit Yeah, there is earlier. a deal in there. But the deal that got me, Dave, was, you know, that one picture that I, I pointed to you said, you know, we know people are going to run out of battery out in the middle of nowheres. Yeah, see, this, uh, even, this will even affect uh, East End Towing, who I'll talk right. about here in just a moment, because they're going to have to probably, I would say that they will probably do this, because they got all kinds of tow trucks. They're going to have to put a charger on them. They're going to have to put a charger on them, Are so they, they can just plug you up on the side of the road and get you on your way. They'll, they'll put one in a pickup with a camper shell on it, and they'll pull up and open the side windows up. But if you look in there, it's it's... The thing about it is, it's a, it's it's going to take you. If your batteries are completely down and they they pull up in front of you and hook you up to the charger, it's going to take two to three hours to get you up because they're, they don't. A generator ain't going to supply that four hundred eighty volt three phase. No, you'll get two hundred forty volts out of it. Uh, then the, you know you'll move on, but that get you enough to get you somewhere. You know to the charging station. They say for charging stations. Uh, or for these uh, units that will be traveling on the road and you run out of electricity, and, you, and they can get you a charge in an, in an hour, all right? And this is a level two yep. uh, that can be installed on a wall or a pedestal mount or in the back of a pickup. Uh, one hour gets you 10 to 30 miles. Yeah, but then at the end of that sentence, it says it is powered by a gasoline engine. Oh, yeah, it's a gasoline engine is what it is on the yeah, it's powered uh, by the gasoline. deal in the bank. But, you know, this company called Brinks, they're the one that's, uh, I guess they're the, the cutting technology of this, the putting all this stuff in. But, Dave, can you can you imagine spending six or $7,000 to put a charger in your house? Well, that's what it's, it says. If you want just a level one. And that takes all night to charge. Yeah, that give you two to five miles. Yeah, an hour, <laughs> per hour. <laughs> yeah. And you may not be ready for to be able to go to work the next day. Uh, if you want a level two, which is probably what most people would most go people for, put in, yep. fifteen to $50,000. Yeah. I just want to know how how they think all this is going to happen. So you put, do, do, does everybody have a money tree? Is so you just put going to fall out of the sky? worth of solar chargers on top of your roof. Then you got a fifteen thousand dollar battery charger. So you know you're at seventy eighty thousand dollars just to get started. Because there ain't enough power grid to run all these vehicles, and I've asked French Hill about it, and boom, and, and you know all of them, you know, and Dave. The guy that, that I listened to the other day, he said the cheapest electricity we could build right now is nuclear power plant. Well, sure. Absolutely. They was talking about waste, and he said you can take the waste out of a power plant that runs all year long and put it in a bed of a pickup and haul it off. But it's not going to happen uh, because people are scared of it. Exactly. We got two right here in the state of Arkansas up at Russellville. Yeah, nuke one, nuke two. Yeah. Yeah. And you go by and look at them, then they, and you know everybody sees the steam coming out of the top. That steam, that is not nothing else. <laughs> it's just the steam. It's off the, the same water. thing at coal burning uh, electric plant generating plants. That steam coming out of those those chimneys, it's not and any that, pollution. And I asked the guy, why does it, does those coal power plants the 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 chimney you see? The minimum is 350 feet tall. He said because we scrub the air as it goes up through it, 
to clean it so that way when it comes out the top there's no nothing coming yeah out. they got scrubbers all the way up yeah yeah get it all out natural gas i mean it burns cleaner than anything else but i would like to know when we're going to hear from the uh, the tree huggers who will make this statement well you're putting all that water vapor into the sky what's that going to do to the weather if we got to build more of those plants, what's that going to do to our weather? You're putting all of that water vapor so up in the sky. What's going to do out at out in the four corners, where they're getting all this rain, and where's it going? I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just playing. I, I'm I'm being the Mr. Negative today on all this because they haven't answered all the questions for me. They don't know the answers. Nobody knows And you answers. don't know the answers to the questions you're not even thinking about yet. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. are going to fa- you're we, going to face up to. we got a few of the questions, but, uh, you know, there's hundreds of questions that's going to come out once this stuff all gets out. I'm going to have to call up Patrick uh, over at East End Towing and see if he's already thought, uh, thinking about putting together b- uh, Blink trucks. The, that company there, I'm going to do a little, little more research on them. I, that's the first time I had, had seen that, just to see, you know, maybe something that I want to get into. Just depending on what it costs. If it well, costs, you're a businessman. Yeah. you got to look at all those things. Well, and, and electric vehicles is coming, but I I figured Dave will be dead and gone before they shove them down our throat. Well, before they're making up more than 25% of the fleet of people that are traveling out well, on the road. You know, if I had an electric vehicle and I had a garage, there's no way I'd put it in my garage and charge it. Not the way that we've seen them catch on fire and you can't put them out, basically. Basically, when they catch on fire, they had to burn out. Yeah. You know, that one. Something to think about. They picked it up and hauled it out out in the edge of town, and it it burnt for two days before it finally burned itself out. It's all that interesting stuff that you got out of the ground that they make the batteries out of that we only get from china basically right now yeah we got more of it than china's got yeah all right let's take a break get final break in east in towing and uh, again patrick uh, mcintyre the owner out on ironton road here in uh, the little rock area good man uh, if you ever want to just uh, Take a look at their website. It's eastendtowing.com. Uh, they do the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They do uh, their license. They're insured. Uh, all their trucks are permitted. They know everything they need to know about being able to get your car off the side of the road, whether it's on private or public property. They, they handle diesels, too. I mean, I've seen some of the big, big uh, tow trucks out on the highway that they come out and get those 18 wheelers yeah they got a new 50 ton and pull and pull off of the road i mean this, those things they can do the job for everybody doesn't matter if it's just a car or if it's uh maybe a boat that you're pulling behind it or you got a truck and you need some extra pull because of that or you have a camper i mean what do you do with those type a campers when you break down on the side of the road. Well, they can handle you as well. All you have to do is call them. Uh, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. 
We're back here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Dave, uh, I didn't mean to stir you all up about these electric vehicles. Oh, no. You, it doesn't take much <laughs> to get me stirred up because there's just so many commonsensical questions that nobody asks about this. Nobody knows, Dave. Yeah. Well, but they're not even asking, Doc. That's they're not the trying thing that to bothers figure it out, me. You know, you know they're, they're wanting to – right now, I mean, look, uh, Elon T- Musk said said it the best that I knew. We don't need them now. No. We're not ready for them now. He understands they don't have the the uh, uh, the foundational things that they need to be able to charge everybody and stuff. He says until you got that, you can't really talk serious about this stuff. You can't throw all these cars until we get the electrical system built up to handle them. And like I said a while ago, the guy that he 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 was doing a seminar and he said look i used to be the one that hated nuclear power he said but now i've changed my mind nuclear power is the best thing the cheapest thing and the best thing he said i used to think that we got tons and tons and tons of nuclear waste he said you can run a nuclear plant now all year long and put the stuff in a bed of a pickup and haul it off yeah, it's not the way it used This is not Three Mile Island still, folks. No. It's not what it is. We've got so much technology now, Dave. I mean, uh, it's just unreal, you know. And, and uh, But I keep saying, you know, we're having rolling blackouts in Texas now, you know. We had some rolling blackouts in Arkansas, North Arkansas, back in the summer when it was 110 degrees. Well, you know. Weird things have been happening this summer here in Arkansas. Yep. I mean, your power may go out for a period of a couple of minutes or whatever. Yep. Now, that's a hassle because once it comes back on, everything's got to reboot itself. So yep. now you got a 15 to 30-minute process going on in your house. But that's because of the power Northside Electric I being work on, handled. I work on his vehicles, and he's, he's big into putting generators in houses and uh he told me he said i I can't get enough of them right now to install them i got so many sold you know and it's strictly because people are realizing it takes so long to get everything back up then you got to go around reset everything oh yeah you got to you know your refrigerator now basically they can plug up to it and tell what's wrong with it you know, your stove has printed circuit boards. Yeah. Everything has a computer in it now, your microwave. And uh, so, you know. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying oh, no. it's a bad thing, but it does present problems. Yeah. When, you know, it presents problems, you know. And uh, I don't want to be like Texas was last year or year before when we had that bad snow. Yeah. You know. And everybody's freezing their bippy off. Yeah. yeah. And, and the water line's busting in people's houses and water running out you know running out of your uh, chandelier and stuff I, I don't you know i don't want that but we you know we got to slow this down i think electric car would be great if you can get them where they'll run a thousand miles on a charge i think it well yeah smart. that'd be all right but you know until we can get the technology and get batteries that will hold that long and give me a 20 minute refill yeah. On the batteries. Yeah, exactly. You know, where I can pull up to a gas station, plug it up. I can walk inside, get use the bathroom, get me a drink or cake or whatever, walk back out and unplug it, and I can go again. 
or at least be ready to unplug it, yeah. you know, another five minutes or whatever, and you're sitting in the well, car just like you do over at Sam's or whatever. Yeah, most time, you know, you pull up at a gas station, you can just book it. You're going to be 20 minutes in there. Yeah. Time you get gas, you walk inside and pay for it, or, pay, you know, pay at the pump, but then you got to go in and use the restroom. Then you got to have something to drink, you know. Yeah, because you want to stretch your legs a little bit. Yeah, you can go be 20 minutes, you know. I I mean, when me and Teresa are traveling to motorhome, we'll travel for a couple hours, and we'll I'll find a spot and pull over, and you know we'll get up and walk around in the motorhome, or you know we'll have a snack, or you know use the bathroom or whatever. Take a nap. Uh, I've been (laughs) known to stretch out on the couch and turn the TV on and. And, you know, so the satellite will pick it up you now. Know, and watch TV for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. We was out in uh, um, Wyoming a couple of years ago. Uh, we was about halfway between Cody and, and uh, Cheyenne. I knew. I know where you're at. And yeah. there was a truck. There was a rest area there. And she said, well, it was about lunchtime. She said, well, we pull over and have lunch. So we pulled in the rest area and, and – uh, she made us a sandwich, and we had lunch, and I got my pillow and my blanket, and I stretched out on the couch, and I told her, I said, wake me up in about 30, 40 minutes, because she's on her phone. Oh, yeah. She's looking to see what's around that we can go look at. Right, right. You know, when we travel, some days we don't travel but 20 or 30 miles. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. That's what vacation time's yeah. for. And we'll be gone for anywhere from two to five, six weeks, you know, just – but, uh, you know, and then I'll, she'll wake me up. All right, it's been 30 minutes. But, hey, while you was asleep, I found this, and I'd really like to go look at it. And she'll give me the address, and I'll punch it in my phone. They got the biggest ball of yarn. Yep. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, Dave, have you ever been across Nebraska? Yes. Have you ever been to the museum that goes across the interstate in Nebraska? I have not. It's the the when they, you know, when they started going out through there. It's from the time that they started traveling in, in wagons, horses, and it goes over the interstate, and it, it is neat. It's three stories tall. Wow. And it's got uh, – you walk in the door, and there's a guy standing there. He looks like a mannequin until he talks to you. No, oh, there he you stand, go. You know, he stands still, and he'll look at you, and then, you know, you walk – I walked up, going to put my arm around and get my picture took, and he put his arm around. He <laughs> <laughs> might jump out of your skin. <laughs> but it is – if you ever go across the Interstate 80, uh, I can't remember the little town. It's about half – you know, but it is a neat place to take your kids because they've got Elvis Plessis Cadillac in there. They've got covered wagons. they got buffaloes. they got – and, and like I say, you walk across the interstate, and they got glasses that you can see the traffic. And then one of yeah. the, one of the glasses, they've got a radar detector, and you can look at see how, see fast, how fast the traffic. everybody's going. Yeah, 70, 80, 90 mile an hour. Right. You know, but it, if you're ever out that way, it is neat. Well, the place that I went, the most unique museum, was in North Dakota, out in Dickinson, which is also one of the big areas for finding dinosaur bones. Yes, is out in Dickinson. And they've got the Corn Palace. You ever been to the Corn Palace? Yeah. I can tell you what. It's made out of corn, and it's amazing to go really? in there about all the different things that they can make out of, out of corn. You know, it's we, amazing. You know, going across Nebraska, you can go to the uh, car hinge where the guy took out in the middle of his cornfield, made a car hinge, you know, like the stone hinge. Yeah. 
but it's made out of old Cadillacs, old Jeeps, <laughs> Chryslers, any any kind of old big car that he could find. That's what he made them out of. Well, out in uh, was it out towards uh, in Texas, out on the Panhandle, that one guy buried those. Uh, a big uh, Cadillacs with the wings on the tail up in the That's why the, these are standing on their nose. Yeah. And I asked the guy, because some of them ain't in the ground very deep, and I said, right. so how are you? He said, well, we took uh, I-beams and, and run through the, the grill. He said the I-beams are about 12 foot long. Oh, so they're down in yeah. there. Yeah. But it. it's neat because they got old Jeeps stacking up on top of them, old Army Jeeps, and any kind of old vehicles back in the 50s and 60s. And, and then while you go out that way, stop and try to eat one of those big steaks Yeah, at Big Texas. <laughs> Dave, do I, I don't think three or four of us could eat one of them. But I know I couldn't eat one of them. And when they say all of it, they mean all of it. They give it to you free. Yeah, you got to eat the fat, the gristle, everything. Plus, and the potatoes. Plus a potato and a salad. Yes. You know, and then they give you a they give you a glass of water to wash it all down with. When when you go to Cody, Wyoming, you can go to the love Buffalo there. Bills uh, Museum. I, Dave, we spent six or seven hours in there. Me and her. Actually, she sat down. I was walking looking at guns because oh, I'm, I'm there's a, a few freak. of them in there. Oh, there's thousands. And all right. thousands. Thank Doug, you, Dave. thanks for coming in. Always a pleasure. I'll see you on Saturday morning for the Car and Truck Doctors. I'll be back at 9 o'clock. Jimmy's going to be here. What's going on with this fight over FOIA uh, with the city of uh, Little Rock? You'll bring us the latest on the Dave Ellswick Show. o'clock you've been waiting for this i know you've been waiting because you knew who's coming on jimmy cavin's coming on here on the dave ellswick show i call him the foi warrior and uh, he uses the foi for what it was supposed to be as a means of transparency for uh, government and so that the taxpayer knows that their money is being used the way it should be and so he joins us again today because there was uh, the story we've been talking about is, is uh, Frank Scott's administration not following the FOI laws and really are kind of just, you know, flipping everybody off with the bird, you know, because they, they don't think they have to. Well, they do have to. It's a state law. And uh, Jimmy is like a pit bull. He grabs hold of a bone and he doesn't want to let go of it because he wants some answers and uh, trying to get those answers so they can continue to try to you know keep this stuff from him but sooner or later they're going to have to give it up it's just the way it is is they're going to have to give it up and i've got uh, i got jimmy in the studio he's got some new material for you about uh, the uh, the cfo has uh, forwarded some 
uh, material to him that she was required under the Freedom of Information Act, and we want to talk about that. There's a piece of audio I'm not going to share today because I, I want to get it into our system and clean it up so that you can really hear what people are saying. And because uh, nothing worse than to play, I think, play audio, and it, it's hard to tell what right. the people are saying. So I'm going to just plan on being here next Thursday. Sure. All right. Sure. And and we'll we'll take the time to clean that up and and have that uh, for you. I'm just telling you the the Scott organization is beyond the pale. I mean, I I've been in big cities covering news for a long time and uh, talking about uh, big city politics for a long time and uh, these guys aren't missing too many beats no i'm just telling you they're not missing too many beats <coughs> there's some people i like to get on that have had uh, run-ins with uh, the administration and have them tell you their stories as well but the first thing i want to do with jimmy today is there was these uh uh, FOIs that he had put out and had been waiting on uh, this information to get to him. At first, the CFO said they didn't have it. Then they had it, and then they didn't have copies of it. And it's it's been all over the place. And they had until last Thursday, I believe it was, to turn it over. You didn't have it Thursday. When did you get it? I started getting stuff uh, uh, Actually, they were supposed to have it to me last Tuesday. Mm. And so I started pushing back, and so Friday I informed them. I've already filed a complaint with the uh, Pulaski County Prosecutor uh, on uh, a few FOI requests from July 22nd, which they're in the middle of investigating. They're investigating it hard. So I told the city, look, if I don't have everything today on Thursday, then I said, you're going to leave me no choice but to file new incident reports on these. Right. So Friday I started started uh uh they didn't give me anything Friday. So Monday I hit them back and uh, matter of fact uh nothing against Alex Benton, he's a good guy, but uh Thursday and Friday Alex told me I would get the stuff that day. There's no reason for me not to get it. Mm-hmm. But Alex doesn't have the information. He can't give me what he doesn't have. So the the uh, whether it was Kendra Pruitt, uh, the mayor's chief of staff, Sarah Linehan, the CFO, uh, they were not giving him the information to give. So Monday, after all that, I started getting uh, receipts, files with receipts. Okay. Now, not itemized receipts. Some. It's really interesting. Some are itemized. Some have receipts that are itemized. Some do not. It's kind of by, like selection, like I'll give you an example. Meals, uh, the mayor buys meals for a lot of people. And if it's during the we'll day. We'll talk about that. Yeah. If it's during the day, the receipts I got, uh, say from the Copper Grill for lunch, the, the credit card receipts I got are the receipt where he signed for the charge and the itemized receipt. Yeah. L- l- let's talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. When you go out to eat, typically when they bring the receipt to you, you get one that just says the cost, tip, that kind of thing. And, of course, you're going to fill that out and sign it. Right. Then there's another receipt that you get that itemizes everything that you bought and its cost. Mm-hmm. That's for your personal records. Right. All right. So it's not like they're not getting itemized receipts. Those are offered to them. Now, whether they keep them, throw them away, or whatever, 
that's that's the key. That's and, the big question, right? And, and in government agencies, whether it's municipal, county, or state, you're required to keep all the receipts and get an itemized receipt and keep all those. So if so, if we're doing lunch at say Copper Grill. What the mayor's doing is he's signing the card and everything, and he's got the itemized receipt, and he gives it uh, to finance, and Sarah Linehan approves it. What they're doing for after hours, so if he has a charge after 5 o'clock or it's in the evening, all of a sudden we don't have the itemized. We've got the part where he signed with the tip and he signed that, but we don't have the itemized. Now, you have to ask yourself, this is a question, why would that be? Why would you be able to get the itemized statement up to, let's say, 5 o'clock and after suddenly? It's not like the, that the business is doing it differently. They're giving you an itemized receipt. Could there be something on the itemized receipt that they don't want you to see? And the only thing that I can come up with, and I've asked, I've asked Jimmy about this, and he just said, well, it's just conjecture on your part, which is true, and that is, is there alcohol on there that they don't want you right. know because they can't buy alcohol for these people. No, that's that's a no-no. Matter of fact, a lot of things they buy are a no-no, but alcohol is a huge thing. That's that's a big deal. And so, but they, they'll generate memos uh, to to send to Sarah Linehan in finance saying, hey, we ate here, but you know, we don't have the itemized receipt, so please no accept No alcohol this. was served. Right. They'll say they'll press, but no alcohol was served. Well, why did they even make that statement? Because they got a CYA. Why don't they say? Why don't they say no cocaine was served? Yeah, I mean, I got you. I mean, so they're prefacing that, which leads you go really. Why are you even saying that? But the other thing is, how do we know? That's why you have an itemized receipt, so we know. So if you tell me there's no there's no alcohol purchased, how do I know? Are we supposed to trust the government? Are we supposed to trust the mayor? Are we supposed to trust that? Hey, he says. You know, hey, there's no alcohol. Well, why not keep the the itemized receipt? Well, that's the question that I have for you, Jimmy. You know more of these laws than I do because you've been doing this FOI material for a while now. And that is, is it by statute that they have in the, the, the city ordinances or whatever that says that you have to have an itemized receipt? Yes. In, in the way it's set up, in, in the CFO, the finance approves all this stuff, okay? But there's a process, and under Title 14 with the municipal and county governments and stuff, you know, the, the record retention policies are clear that you have to, to maintain all of this. Well... Apparently, at Little Rock, well, it, no, it's true. It's just a, a fact. We don't have a lot of We don't have the itemized receipts. We don't have the statements. That's a violation of, of the law. That's under Title 14. They're, okay, they're, now, let me just say this. All right. Let's say you're somebody, you ran for mayor, you won the mayoral ship, and suddenly you, you hire your team, and maybe it's possible they don't know everything about receipts and all of that well i'll give you the first month or so and people should tell you no you got to have itemized receipts from that point on you should be putting that stuff together i mean you should be putting it together from the very beginning but i could understand that some things might slip through the cracks at the beginning i think i think there's always potential for something to slip through the through the tracks but that's where it's incumbent upon the finance department CFO to say, no, we don't approve that. Well, I agree. 
And, okay. uh, and so when you put a CFO in place, so even if you're a new administration, your job is to have a competent CFO, whether it was the one there with you that was there when you came or whether you fired that person and put a new person in place. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility to have a CFO that does their job. And that's not the case right here. Yeah. The only reason I bring this up is simple. I know there's people that are listening right now that are saying, God, Dave, you know, that's minutiae <laughs> stuff. But it's minutiae stuff that keeps the transparency that you need as a taxpayer to know that whomever is running the city is not misusing your money. That's the reason the process is in place. And they have shown a... a a pattern of ever since he came into office, a pattern of not following mm-hmm. that. And, uh, and, I mean, the facts are clear on it. Which is a way of telling you, we don't care what you think, we're doing it our way. Exactly. And nothing, I think nothing uh, shows that more than the than the trip to Memphis. Mm. In the memo they have with We're going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, because that was the big issue when we left last week. Yes, sir. And why you were waiting for these uh, receipts and, and things. So let's get a break in. It's 917. The plot thickens. Uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And we're going to get more into this uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry and Eric Coleman. And uh, look, Eric Coleman's got his businesses here in Little Rock. I'm sure he'd like to know how they're spending all of the money they're taking from his business. Now, that's me talking, not Eric talking. But the bottom line is you as a taxpayer should know how your money is being spent as well. And if you're willing to just let it slide by, uh, I think if you feel that way, you're making a big mistake uh, because these rules are in, in order for a specific reason. Eric uh, Coleman, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, let me tell you what he's good at. Everything. He does everything as a jeweler. He'll repair jewelry. He'll clean jewelry. He'll design jewelry. He makes jewelry. And he does it at a cost that is under his competition. You want diamonds? He's got diamonds, loose diamonds that you can look at, you can pick from. Uh, colored diamonds. He's got emeralds. He's got rubies. He's got just about every gemstone you can name. He's got all kinds of uh, jewelry made by other jewelers as well that are right in his, uh, his display cases. Eric Coleman does it all because you know what? He loves jewelry and he loves making you satisfied with the ring or the brooch or the necklace or the bracelet or I don't know what they're big now or anything. Heidi, you would know this. Are are, are anklets still are they still big? Do women not really? Okay. Anyway. If you want an anklet, he can do it for you. Let's just put it that way. Uh, they're located at 3000 Cavanaugh. I've known Eric uh, for over a decade. He is a good man. He's done a lot of work for me. I bought my, my wife's Christmas present there not but a few months back. And uh, I bought, it, bought her one of those paperclip necklaces. And, boy, she she has not taken it off, nor has she taken off the uh, the diamond stud earrings. That I bought for as well. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Erica, uh, share 
all the information you need for whatever it is that you're looking for. He's got over 40 years of experience. 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E, that's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Let me remind you that Uncle Tom 2 is the eye-opening documentary everyone in America should be seen. Uh, Uncle Tom 2 offers a compelling and brave analysis of the true history of black America. The uh, cultural shift from prosperity, integrity, and faith to its current perceived state of anger, discontent, and victimhood. I remember being a kid going to Gary, Indiana, and it was a majority of black businesses. They had a huge uh, black uh, capitalistic program going there until, uh, you know, uh, Johnson started making all the moves he did uh, about his new society, and then it all imploded. Uncle Tom, too, offers historical footage, photos, correspondence, uh, correspondence, and data to reveal the deliberate Marxist strategy to create racial tension and replace God with government, the NAACP's sinister agenda, the fall of black Harlem. Read a history of Harlem. It was an amazing place, and then they destroyed it. Uh, the truth, not, and it wasn't black people that destroyed it. It's government that went in and destroyed it. The truth behind Black Lives Matter and the demoralization of America for political power. Don't miss Uncle Tom 2 from executive producer Larry Elder and director Justin Malone. You can pre-order it now at SalemNow.com. That's uh, watch the movie on demand or buy the DVD at SalemNow.com. At SalemNow.com, get that, add it to your library, and uh, show it to your friends. And the other thing I wanted to mention uh, here before we get back to talking to Jimmy, because I get all jacked up about this, and that, and that's space travel. I mean, I really get jacked up about it. It excites me. And, uh, you know, I was a young man when we walked on the moon, and I sat up late to watch it, and then sat up and sat up while they try to hook up, hook up and broadcast from the moon. But uh, Neil Armstrong and everything that was going on as far as that's can, uh, going on. But uh, Tuesday, they're, they're, they're launching the Orion spacecraft. This is, a, this is a rocket bigger than the Saturn V. And if you've ever been down to Houston, NASA down there, they got one of those babies sitting on its side, and you can go out and see it. It is huge. I mean, it is huge. It always made me wonder what it felt like to be an astronaut on top of that thing uh, in, a, in a very little capsule and uh, made by the lowest bidder. And I always <laughs> wondered about that. But the bottom line is is that uh, the Orion is being launched. This is the next generation of our, our, uh, our, our, our spacecraft to go to the moon and then uh, initially sometime maybe before 2030, head off to Mars. And uh, it excites me that we could go back to the moon and then build a launch pad there, and then we go to another planet. Not just the moon, to another planet. Well, it'll launch on Tuesday. I don't know time. I'll try to get all that information and let you know about it. And you can watch the, the, the blast-off for it, and it will be a blast-off. This, this rocket's bigger than the Saturn V. And they're going to fly it around the moon and bring it back. 
and uh, I think they said it's going to take 42 days. Um, that's how far the moon's away, folks. It's a long way. So I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'll be watching it. I'll be keeping track of it. I'll be talking about it right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we've got three minutes till we get to the bottom. Let's start uh, of the hour. Let's start to get to uh, this whole story about what went on with this retreat that the mayor had to Memphis. Yeah, uh, a lot of the things people have been waiting for is to hear about those costs. So um, in January, on uh, the 2nd and 3rd, the mayor held a retreat for his executive staff in which 17 people attended uh, officially to Little Rock, uh, according to city attorney Tom Carpenter, an email told me that security staff attended two, so a total of 19 people. All right, so two people for his this uh, mayor's security staff that no other mayor in the history of Little Rock has ever had. Right. Went with him. And uh, which no other mayor's had a credit card, right? Yeah, so, right. And, so anyhow, we were getting to the bottom of it because we found out about the charges. We were fighting to get the receipts and everything. So we did get the statements from the Peabody, and this thing is actually worse than we thought it was. All right. Don't go any further because we've got one minute and we got to get to sure. the news. Sure. All right. So we'll wait to come to this. This is what everybody's been waiting to, to hear about. Now, I, I, I don't want you to get all excited thinking that they got itemized receipts for all of us, do they? No. Okay. No. That's, Who would? Yeah. No. Okay. So they don't have that. So, they should. <laughs> yeah, yes, they should. By law, they must. And they don't. And... Uh, and then let me also remind you that uh, Jimmy Cavan has also gone and started talking to the city, uh, or pardon me, the county attorneys, the, the district attorney, attorneys about, about all of this. And uh, they are starting to look seriously into this stuff. They have initiated an investigation, did so over a week ago, because uh, I filed an incident report. And uh, I've spoken. Uh, I spoke to him that day, and I've spoken. Uh, I've been interviewed and spoken three more times with the lead prosecutor in that division, and and she is really digging in on this. All right, and that's not like a. I'm I'm not going to be ugly about this, but it's not like it is a bastion of conservatism. Okay, no. that we're talking about. Uh, uh, it's not the way it is. Uh, I I've gotten along with the. Uh, the prosecuting attorney for years and he's been on my show many a time but i wouldn't and he's more conservative than a lot of of uh democrats but he is not a really great conservative okay no. that's the best way right. for me to cover it with jaggly uh, but he's done his job and done it well with that said let's take a break let's get the news and then get ready jimmy's going to unveil it all to you when we come back on the dave ellswick show all right, back with you. Uh, hey, don't forget about Pat Davis. You know, Pat Davis, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about Pat right now. I'm supposed to talk about him later, but I'm going to talk about him right now. He's on my mind. And number two, I want to have as much uh, consistent time for Jimmy to be on to talk about this Memphis trip because you need to understand all about that. But Pat Davis can save you a lot of money health insurance-wise, 30 to 50%. That can be a considerable amount of money. Uh, that you can save. You might even get some checks back from the hospital or your doctor because of the way that he does health insurance. What you have to do, your you know your your big uh, responsibility is to call him and just ask him some questions. 
won't take you long. He can cover this. I would say that your phone call wouldn't be longer than 20 minutes long at the most. Depends on how many questions that you have. But you call him at this number, 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935 and ask him about not having any co-pays, getting the deductibles down to where they're reasonable. You know, talk to about that. Talk about why this is so good for people who are self-employed, why this is a great way to do uh, health insurance for uh, small business people. Pat's got all those answers for you. He can give them to you at 501-605-6935 or visit him on your health plan man that's one word your health plan man uh, dot com all right let's get back finish up our discussion now this half hour with jimmy cavin he is my foia warrior that's what <laughs> i'm calling here on the show and and, and jimmy let, let's talk about this memphis trip 19 people went Yes, sir. Nineteen includes two security people that had to go with the mayor. That's 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 we know there was security detail there. The actual number, which is gets into the redactions, I was telling you about, uh, was it two or was it one? But that's that's a question I'm working on right now. Okay. The the idea Frank Scott had planned to uh, had a retreat for his executive staff. Uh, he set it for Memphis on January 2nd, January 3rd of 2020. Okay, okay. now we thought that it was a little over $2,000, correct? Right. That's not correct. No. It, I'm, hang on. Here we go. And uh, so what we what we found out is uh, the charge on uh, December 31st, 2019 for $2,724 was a deposit for the retreat that was going to be held on January 2nd and 3rd, okay? So they get there, okay, after the two-day finish of the retreat, of course, the $2,724 does not cover the hotel bill. So so there's another 2000 so on, on the 31st, the charge of $2,724 is made. On the 4th at checkout... Another charge on Frank's card is $2,021.29. All right. Now, that is just to have the retreat at the Peabody and the cost of some place to put your head down. Right. They had a charge of a, uh, a buffet-type deal for, for breakfast and stuff of $180. But uh, So, so far, we've got a charge of $2,724, cents, $2, $180, $0.32. Here's where it even gets more interesting. They had a dinner, okay, uh, at the retreat the night of the 2nd, okay? And the dinner was held at... I'd have been, I think I'm pronouncing it right, and that's a really high-end restaurant on Beale Street in Memphis. Really high-end restaurant. So I'm looking at Frank Scott's receipt when I get it, and it's part of the deal, and it's for the receipt for that night. No itemized receipt, of course, uh, but the receipt total is with tips $695.15. And... A couple things about that jumped out of my mind. That's a pretty cheap ticket to feed 19 people at this high-end yes. restaurant. 
So I'd already obtained, through talking to uh, uh, some sources, that had told me that Bruce Moore, the city director, had paid for that dinner that night with his city credit card. Okay. So I pulled that and I masked it. Okay, so sure enough, his credit card charge was for $695.15, the exact same amount that Frank Scott had charged. So your first inkling is say, okay, there was a double payment, so you start looking for a credit. There's no credit. Both these charges went through. Okay, so if both went through, the next thing that jumps in your head is, well, what they do, they split the ticket. Yeah, so so we, we look at this, and so Frank Scott... Uh, or, or Bruce Moore's ticket is at, at the restaurant is at uh, January second, uh, nine twenty four p.m. Uh, table uh, table eighteen thirteen or nineteen uh, people, and the server was uh, Danielle. That was at nine twenty four p.m. At nine twenty five p.m., Frank Scott runs his card. Uh, Table thirty-eight with nineteen people server Danielle the exact same thing six hundred ninety-five dollars fifteen cents the exact same amount they split the ticket they split the ticket yeah because both charges went through so that dinner goes from six hundred ninety-five basically that goes to fourteen hundred dollars and if you pull up that restaurant on the website that makes more sense so now you've got so now you've got another cost. Of uh, fourteen hundred dollars to that, right? Okay, so let's let's start adding all this up. We start off on the first one. That was two thousand what? Two thousand seven hundred twenty-four dollars. Okay, then the next two thousand dollars. Two thousand twenty-one dollars and twenty-nine cents. Okay, then we had uh, a checkout for the rooms, and that costs how much? One hundred eighty dollars and thirty-two cents. Okay, one eighty thirty-two. And now we've got the dinner. Oh, that the one eighty thirty two. That was breakfast, right? Okay. The dinner, the two, the two thousand twenty one was the rooms, and then the final one uh, is the dinner, and that comes out to how much? There were two charges for six hundred ninety five dollars fifteen cents. So you so you add that up, you add those up to get the total of that dinner. Okay, so we we can do some quick uh, tinkering here. On my, and I'm going to just do it on my yep. my phone, and uh, let's add it all up for you. And let's see, I got to get off of my clock here. Let's see if your figure matches mine. Okay, we'll see what happens. Let's add them all together. And let's see up here, back here. There's my calculator right there. <laughs> all right, uh, two seven hundred. And 24. Is that flat, or was there any change to that? Uh, let me go to it real quick. I believe it was flat, but I'll, I'll double-check for you real fast. Okay. He's got all the paperwork right here in front of him. If you're watching yeah. on Facebook, you can see it all. Yeah, I've got everything. I, I believe it's even I'm just going to double-check okay. real quick. So two thousand seven twenty four. Then there was a two thousand. Yes, that's okay. Even. Then there was two uh, two thousand. Let me go back one there. Okay, point zero zero plus two thousand twenty one dollars and twenty nine cents. Okay, 
and add that in. And then 180. 32. 32. That was breakfast. Okay. We don't want people to try to do things on an empty <laughs> stomach. And then uh, the dinner was uh, six ninety-five uh, and fifteen cents twice. Right. All right. So six ninety-five plus fifteen equals out to six thousand three hundred and fifteen dollars and ninety-one cents. That's what I get. All right. <laughs> so let's say this. The mayor has a retreat for his executive staff for two days at the Peabody Hotel in Memphis. Just two days. January 2nd and January 3rd. Mm-hmm. Okay, At a cost to the taxpayers of $6,315.91. Now let me wait and make you really mad. Let me tell you the reasoning behind the trip. And this is written by whom? This is uh, uh, written by uh, uh, Bridget Newsom. Who is? Who is the mayor's top assistant. Okay. Okay. And what happens is when they do these charges, all of this stuff has to go to Sarah Linehan, who is the CFO for her signature approval, right? Right. So on this memo, what they do is when they don't have – when they don't have itemized receipts, they send a memo uh, to, to get Sarah to approve it that they don't have it. And so on this particular one, they said, Sarah, this document is to request approval of expense occurred in the amount of $695.15 for a dinner meeting for the staff of the Office of Executive Administration at Ida Benna Restaurant on January 2nd, 2020. Now, this is the part. This whole. This is the part that should upset everybody. The whole idea behind this retreat. This is the reasoning Mayor Frank Scott gives. These. Mayor Frank Scott Jr. had a dinner meeting with his staff, were ways to improve the quality of life for Little Rock citizens were discussed. Okay, so whose quality of life was being improved here? Sounds like theirs. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like to me as well. They spent $6,300, a little bit over and change, uh, for this, for them to talk. And they could have done this here, all right, right here in the city. Uh, and they could all have breakfast and had dinner at their own houses. Bottom line, they had to go all the way to Memphis to decide what they were going to do and talk about how to improve our Quality, of, Quality life. of life in Little Rock. That's insulting. I think it is. That's insulting, and they always put the perceivo uh, with with the uh, with the memos. If they don't have an itemized receipt, which I contend is by design, they don't have it. But they always put in there. They always make a point when they send this to serve for approval to say, "Oh, no alcohol was served." Yeah. Well, my question is, how do we know that? Well, we don't. We don't. And so you're ter- telling Sir that, well, how do we know? How do we know no cocaine was served? Yeah. Here's the and, key is to my, my question to Sarah is, uh, Sarah, you're supposed to get an itemized receipt. Why aren't you demanding that you get an itemized receipt? She is getting so many receipts that don't have the itemized version, and it's her job as CFO to, to say yes or no. She's basically rubber stamping everything for the mayor. It's her job to say, no, I'm not approving that because we don't have proper documentation. 
you're talking about a fourteen hundred dollars between the two of those charges, which she approved both for a dinner for executive staff at a high end restaurant in on Beale Street in Memphis, Tennessee, and they can't bring an itemized receipt. Yeah. So the question becomes, as a citizen of Little Rock, do you think that the mayor's office should be spending this kind of money on a retreat? To discuss your quality of life. Yeah, discuss your quality of life. Their quality of life's pretty good. Yeah, we'll finish up talking about that in just a moment. On uh, the Dave Ellswick Show, let's get our final break in. Jimmy Cavan is my guest. He is my, uh, my Freedom of Information Act warrior here on the station. Let's finish it up here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show for this Thursday. And uh, I hope that uh, by showing you in black and white, basically, you, you, and my, you know, do what we're saying, that uh, this mayor and his administration shows uh, an immense disregard for the people of Little Rock. Oh, I think I think they're out of completely out of Dutch. Yeah, that's uh, that's the key, and I don't know why everybody kind of runs scared by them, uh, and we'll deal with that next week. We'll talk about uh, why some of that might be uh, happening. We'll get into that. I won't. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to hold my cards close to my vest on this because I don't want to let uh, the. The staff over there at the mayor's office know what we're, we're talking about. But I do want to do this. We, we talked about Memphis. That was one incident that we were interested in. There were, according to the, uh, the person who's keeping all of these uh, uh, receipts and everything, they were saying they didn't have receipts for a lot of different things that were happening in, yeah. in the in the the administration how many was it 63 was that how many days 46 we from the time he became mayor there are 46 missing statements okay card statements and that should never happen okay so if they had one or two you might be able to say okay we'll go back to that person and mm-hmm. tell them you want them but when you got that many it sound it, it doesn't sound like uh, a, it doesn't sound like a mistake. It sounds like you did something on purpose. Yeah, and the the thing about it is, first, uh, the CFO, Sarah Linehan, had said, yes, they're missing, and we didn't scan them and retain them. And I brought up that that's against the law. So then that story changed to, well, we actually do have them. I said, okay, well, if we have them, and talking to Tom Carpenter, I said, okay, if you have them, why don't I have them? Yeah, why weren't they sent to me under my FOI? And then it goes, well, we actually don't get a statement for those months because there was no activity in those months, meaning there were no charges in Okay, th- I want you to think about this, all right? There's, there's receipts missing. Well, they must have something on them. If so, then there was some kind of business carried out. Yeah, it's it's really funny that they're telling me of those 46 statements that, that – there was no activity doing during those months. And that's kind of their argument about not having savings. The problem with that is I've identified well over and have in my possession well over 100 receipts for those time periods that were charged on those months. They said there were no activity. Right. Well, that's not true. There was activity. I have the receipts to prove it. So why aren't there statements with it? Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's where the issue comes in. Is you're going, hold on. Your argument is we don't have credit card statements for those months because there was no activity on that card that month. Well, then why do I have all these receipts with activity on those months? And it, it goes back to the same thing. A lot of these dinners and everything, what Frank Scott is doing is he's buying dinner for, for so many people. He's buying meals for so many people. And, but he puts down on there, what they're putting down on there is that the explanation for it, and then Sarah Linehan approves it, is uh, they'll write down, if he, if he has lunch with me and you today, he's going to write not down. E- not expecting Not that, expecting, but his justification, <laughs> he's going to write down, that's, that's economic development. Economic yeah. development. Even if I paid for the lunch, yeah. I doubt if he'd join me. Uh, he's having dinners with people writing down economic development. Uh, he's having dinner w- with people writing down parks and rec improvement. Uh, he's having dinner with uh, with clergymen and buying clergymen there. He's buying he's buying people dinners left and right. There's the Arthur Steakhouse. Just real quick, because I know we got a, but the Arthur Steakhouse. Nice steakhouse, by the way. I eat there once in a while. I haven't sure. ate there for a while because of the price of steak, but go ahead. $1,230.61 Arthur Steakhouse on February 6, 2020. Of course, no itemized receipt. Uh, so Sarah Linehan, Bridget Newsom, the assistant mayor, sent Sarah Linehan a memo uh, on February 7th, 2020, this dinner was on February 6th. So the next day, she sends uh, Sarah Linehan a memo, says this document is to request approval of an expense which occurred in the amount of $1,230.61 for a dinner meeting with Chris Diaz, Clinton McDonald, Alicia McDonald, Kendra Pruitt, and the mayor. Now get this, regarding downtown Little Rock economic development opportunity. Of course, they throw in there, no alcohol was served. <laughs> please, please accept this memo in lieu of a detailed receipt. So they're saying, hey, we don't have a detailed receipt. Sir, please accept this memo. Trust us. We didn't drink any alcohol. And well, let Sarah, me tell you, if that was at Arthur's, you can get a detailed receipt. Yes. I know that for a fact. And guess who signed off with, okay, no problem? Sarah Linehan, the CFO. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. We're in, I'm in the process right now of looking these people up because i got to see what these people do and what warrants them getting a $1,200 dinner, what warrants Kendra Pruitt, the chief staff, mayor's office, getting a $1,200 dinner to in, for uh, economic development opportunity. i got to see this. All right. We're out of time today. We'll be back at it again next Thursday. Digging in ever deeper into all of this for you here on the show, as well as I, I want to uh, have uh, Jimmy talk next week about, you know, he, he looked into the superintendent in Cabot. Well, he's going to start looking into all of the superintendents of the schools, who makes what and who's doing what. So we'll have all of that as it starts uh, being uh, pulled up. And on top of that, we have another issue that we want to deal with, and I won't tell you what it is. I just know that you're going to want to hear about it. Jimmy, thanks for coming in Yes, today. sir. Yes, Always sir. Thanks a for pleasure. having me. I mean, I, I can't believe all the pieces of paper that he has here <laughs> uh, with all this information on it. Just remember that going over and having that special deal for the staff uh, cost us, the taxpayers, $6,315.91. Was it worth it? 
to make sure that your your uh, way of living is going to be a better way of living here in Little Rock? Maybe stopping the shootings would be better at doing that. All right, we'll take a break. I'll be back with you at 6 a.m. Have a great afternoon here on uh, 1011 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.